It is a free market government. Freedom is the key point. We're the natural home for people who've got progressive mainstream values. We're focused on the needs of everyday Australians. Ten minutes to ten. In breaking news in the Victorian State Parliament, extraordinary scenes. Conservative MP Dr uh, Rachel Carling-Jenkins, I think she's DLP, yes, DLP Member of State Parliament, Rachel Carling-Jenkins is on her feet in State Parliament at the moment, revealing that her husband has been discovered to have child pornography in his possession, well, extensive child pornography. Channel 7's Brendan Donoghue is tweeting from the Parliament. We'll have a chat to our state political reporter, Richard Willingham, who's just uh, trying to get his head around it at the moment. It's, it's happening as we speak. DLP Member of Parliament Rachel Carling-Jenkins has just told state Parliament that her husband has extensive child pornography in his possession. So that is an astonishing development, and we'll bring you more in just a moment. She says he has abused me financially and mentally and she's taking steps accordingly. Extraordinary developments, incredible emotional scenes in state parliament. Barry Cassidy hosts Insiders on ABC television and broadcast on ABC radio simultaneously on Sunday mornings and has just been away overseas and is back and back in harness. Morning to you, Barry. Morning, John. Where'd you go? Uh, I went to Italy for a, uh, for a wedding. Oh, wonderful. Yep. Goddaughter's wedding. Beautiful. <laughs> and it was a very long affair. <laughs> it ran for three or four days. So oh, it was sounds, a big event. Sounds entirely appropriate. You didn't miss a thing, of course, while you were away. No, well, the first week was was a little busy with the uh, with the Deputy Prime Minister coming under question. Over, um, But when you look back, um, you know, there's a lot of white noise around politics. But when you get back and you sort of filter it all, it wasn't such a big deal apart from that. How did you get back into it? I came back from five weeks away. I was away for all of August, and I decided the best way to get across what was going on was to watch Sean McAuliffe. Uh, yes. <laughs> well, I stacked those up. Uh, I think I had three in a row that I needed to go through. <laughs> uh, that and Utopia, so that I got a sense of, you know, the politics are still being run in the way that we it always has been. <laughs> and, and it's funny when you and I have both had the same experience, I said this the other day on air, that when you look at Australian politics from a distance, it does look somewhat tri- trivial and and. Pointless. Yeah, I think it does. North Korea, for one. Um, I was in, um, you know, in Europe for for for, for that period, and it's uh, it's it's an issue. Of course, it's a big issue, but they don't sort of impose themselves upon the issue. They sort of see it for Japan, South Korea, North Korea, United States, and you and you come home and you find that it's central, somehow central to Australia, and that uh, we matter so much in in outcomes. But but also just watching the parliament over the last couple of days, you realise how much white noise there is around politics because it was really... The whole week was really just about positioning themselves. The government wanted to talk about North Korea and they wanted to talk about energy and Labor wanted to talk about the citizenship fiasco. And so it was all about that, about simply what they were going to talk about and what was going to dominate the parliament. Not not a whole lot else gets done. And there's there's an enormous amount of so-and-so said something about what so-and-so said about what so-and-so said, a re-reporting and a rehashing and a reaction and a commentary rather than anything that's actually... Happen. And Labor's tactics too. Um, um, I, I missed the first um, 
seven, I think, six suspension <laughs> suspension uh, motions in the Parliament, got the seventh, which was apparently a record, uh, and overtook uh, Tony Abbott seven in a row. And and it just it, it brings home just the the, the the meaningless nature of so much of the parliamentary tactics and how disruptive it is. Yep. Um, these are the tactics that uh, that Labor criticised when Tony Abbott was doing it to them, and of course now they're uh, it's it's copybook stuff on, on their part. Dr. Rachel Carling Jenkins is, sorry, I should say now, the former DLP member of the Victorian Upper House. She defected to Cory Bernardi's Australian Conservatives uh, a few months ago. And extraordinary scenes. She's being embraced by her fellow members of parliament after a gut wrenching speech about her own husband and his fascination with child pornography. The leader of the Greens, Greg Barber, has just tweeted out that Rachel Carling Jenkins from the Australian Conservatives has gone to the top of his list of heroes. So when the leader of the Greens says that the Australian Conservative ex-DLP Member of Parliament is one of his heroes. You know how emotional a scene there's been in State Parliament. How extraordinary. Uh, The High Court will this afternoon announce its decision on the same-sex marriage challenge. They won't give us their detailed reasoning until somewhat later. So is the government planning contingencies, plans B and C and the like for this? Well, um, they they haven't said that they've got uh, got a plan B or C or whatever, Uh, but of course they'll be forced to to, to arrive at that if that's what the High Court determines, and it seems to be about a 50-50 situation. It'll be fascinating at 2.15 when it happens because Parliament will be sitting, they'll be right, right into question time, and so the responses, the reaction will be there for everybody to see because the cameras will be right in the faces of the politicians. Uh, so if a, the court says it can go ahead, then there's no issue. It goes ahead, yep. and that's that's how it is. If they yeah. say it's not to go ahead, yep. then what are the options? The options are to say, oh, well, we tried it, but we, we should now just go back to a conscience vote, yep. or what do you do? Well, that'll be Bill Shorten's first question. You'd imagine you'd have all that ready to go at the moment that this happens so that it has maximum political drama. Uh, Tony Abbott has made it clear what he thinks the party should do is uh, that they try again for a plebiscite. They go back to the first... Uh, first plan that didn't work. Um, I, I don't know whether that will be what the party room decides to do in the end. Uh, they may say, well, now we've tried everything. Perhaps we should uh, uh, throw it open to a parliamentary vote. But they're, they're the options. Um, it's, it's a tough call for Malcolm Turnbull to make, and that's why this issue matters to him, uh, because if the High Court uh, rules it invalid, rules the, uh, rules the, the postal vote invalid, um, then his options are very, very limited and they'll hurt whichever way he goes. He will seem to... Well, he's had the carriage of this, so he'll have to carry the consequences, I presume, then. So uh, Tony Abbott and others and Senator Abetz already saying, well, it doesn't change a thing if the High Court knock it down. We still have to keep our promises to the electorate at the last election. Yeah, and, and they, they think this one was a bit of a, bit of a, uh, a wrong turn along the way. Well, they'll go back to the original plebiscite idea. Yep. Now, Barnaby Joyce will be the acting Prime Minister uh, over Friday and into the weekend as Malcolm Turnbull goes overseas. I think he's going to Samoa, is that right? Yeah, South Pacific Forum. South Pacific Forum. So uh, an acting Prime Minister whose eligibility to even be in the Parliament is being tested also in the High Court. Well, that sort of explains why Labor has gone over the top, and they have, uh, by focusing so heavily on this single issue. But it's because it comes to a head um, this week. Um, if the Prime Minister wasn't leaving the country imminently, then perhaps they wouldn't have gone as, uh, as hard on it as they have. But the fact is, the Prime Minister leaves tonight. Uh, Barnaby Joyce will be acting Prime Minister, and that will then uh, bring a lot of attention onto that. So uh, that, that's why they've, uh, they've made such a fuss of it in the Parliament. It was very hard when I was away, I don't know how you went, but trying to explain to 
people who say, oh, you're Australian. How's Australian politics going at the moment? You say, well, we actually have half a dozen or more members of our parliament whose eligibility to even be in the parliament is under a cloud at the moment. It was very yeah. hard to explain all of this. Well, I didn't have to because 90% of the guests at this wedding were English and... Uh they've got a far more interesting conversation <laughs> to raise with me than the one that I had to raise with them. So that's that's what most of the conversation was about. They're not, they're not happy campers over there, I can assure you. No, they're not. There's so much going on. Uh, the energy wars, though, is the other topic uh, while we have a moment or two before yep. the news. There's a lot to uh, try and digest here as people are trying to in a way, blame shift. If anything does go wrong with energy security, well, they're trying to set the ground now, it seems to me, on whose fault it is. Yeah, and, and the big debate now is around whether the Liddell power station remains open and whether the government will then in some way subsidise it or otherwise help a, a new operator who might come in and buy it and, and run it be, beyond 2022. That may seem like a very strange thing for a Conservative government to do. Um, the, the, you should keep in mind, though, I think, with Malcolm Turnbull's tactics around this, is that short term, OK, um, it, this this is part of that. It's a band-aid solution. Everybody accepts that the, uh, the clean energy target is, is, is what they have to deal with by the end of the year. But so far, he's talking about extending existing power stations, but he's not saying any renew, any new power stations. Mm. So he's trying to have a foot in both camps, and I think that's, that's an important thing. Well, uh, certainly th- there's a great deal of agitation in the various ranks. We will see it's going to be the next few days, a pretty testing time by Sunday morning. Well, things might be a little clearer. Yep, I think, um, although with the Prime Minister in the South Pacific, you'll be getting lectures from those leaders. Barry Cassidy back and hosting Insiders Sunday morning on ABC TV.